Folks, it is time for Trainwreck tonight, episode 210. It was one hell of a weekend, folks. This show is sponsored by Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? It's the place to buy a case. Who's happy right now in Buffalo? Not UB fans. Sabres fans? Bills fans? No one's happy. A lot to talk about. Let's go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda flows and what you take Magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves You don't pay the tab till the last drop So we all ride for nothing Cause this train never stops Maniac, I mean, it seems like you had a decent weekend, though, right? I mean, it looked like it was a blast on Saturday at training camp, and some jerk took you out to lunch. Yeah, some jerk, Greg Tomset, T-O-M-P-S-E-W-T. Yeah, me, Meerkat, we had Abby B with us, we had Meerkat, we, we had Greg, we had all of Greg's adoring fans around me just talking about how much they love Greg and what a nice guy he was. We had a great weekend Saturday, but, Al, it was kind of like the middle of – I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to describe ice cream, whatever, whatever thing you want to describe, because it was just surrounded by clouds of darkness, surrounded by worries. Besides Nick Perkins tapping on Friday night and training camp Sunday morning or Saturday morning, there wasn't much else good about the weekend. No, and the storylines coming out, Buffalo News, Twitter. I saw Amanda Masari put out the, the most perfect tweet today about, you know, Buffalo and how much we love sports, but the, what what's one thing we do the most? And that's overreact. And obviously with the news of the Pagulas and the $1.5 billion proposal for a new stadium in Orchard Park. And obviously part of that is renovations to the Key Bank Center. I mean, then you're here in Austin, Texas. I mean, Maniac, it was frustrating, but I it was one of those things where I saw those tweets and I immediately just don't. Don't want to see them. Don't want to hear it. I don't believe it. Yeah, like it's one of those things like what are you going to do, right? Like you yeah. read it. You hear it. I mean, what do you, should you go? Should you go protest the Pagulas out one outside one Bills Drive? No, that's not the play. I mean, let's face it. it I, I said this. I know that people don't like it and they think it sounds like defending billionaires, but this is a natural point in negotiation. You say, oh, I want them to pay for all of it. They're not going to pay for all of it. Okay, we'll pay for 400 million. They pay for 1.1 billion. Okay, yada, yada, yada. You got to pick a starting point. 
that's good for sales. If you have money and you want to keep money, why would you not negotiate for the most? I get that on the surface, people feel like they're being held hostage. Like, But nothing is taking place in those rooms that hasn't taken place in other NFL discussions, other NFL stadiums. It happens all the time. With that said, the PR and allowing it to get out like this from the Pagolas is obviously terrible. Horrible. But like you said, Maniac, it's classic negotiating 101. You're going to use this leverage. Um, I mean, I don't know what the exact, like you said, percentage is going to be. Like, is the is the, are the taxpayers going to do 80%? Pagula is 20. But yeah, it's clearly this is a leverage negotiation tactic. They're not leaving Buffalo. That, I mean, we're not worried about that. There's what, less than a 2% chance that happens. I don't buy it. And moving to Austin, Texas, when there's already what, two football teams in that state? Yeah, I mean, that's Cowboys country. Give me a break. I I know, I know Texas loves their football and it is obviously a huge state, but it just sounds like it couldn't be right. Like when you, I'll tell you what, 10 years ago when you were here in LA, yeah, that was something to be worried about. That was a name you hear Las Vegas. Yeah. Those are names you hear. You're like, okay, I'm like worried that an NFL team would want to go there. But Austin, Texas, are you kidding me? What are you going to build it? What are you going to build? Whataburger Stadium? Or, or, it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke. And it's not just, so with that said, yeah, it does upset me that, like, you know, if I had billions of dollars, and we'll get to this in a second, I mean, you'd want to have good PR and everything. And it bothers me that, it, that the Pagulas can't get on the right side of this PR. And what do you think is the biggest problem? Like, what's happening there? Like, how does that, how does something like this, I mean, I think it, what, it started at like 9 a.m. with like the Fairburn tweets. On Sunday morning, where yeah, there was know? an early, it was an early storm on Sunday morning for sure. Oh. Like nobody was waking up. You were waking no. up hungover. You were getting yep. ready for brunch. Everything was ruined. Dude, Meerkat put it perfectly. Sunday morning, it was the perfect Sunday to wake up. Overcast skies. That that noise. That that rain noise waking up because it was definitely a little bit of a hungover Sunday for me around eight eight thirty. So I didn't hear about the news yet. So I saw the Meerkat tweet. I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad. I'm going back to bed for a little bit. And yeah, you have to wake up to see that, that the taxpayers are going to pay. And then what, like an hour or two later, it goes right to Austin, Texas. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I just, I still, I just don't buy the Austin, Texas so much that it almost devalues it for me. It's like, you know, in the star Wars movie, when like princess Leia, like just started flying through space. I don't know. You don't, I know you don't get that reference, but it just took me out of it completely. And I mean, I'm not worried. I'm not worried after a whole, I spent, I spent a whole – how long were we worried for legitimately? Like seven to eight years? Like from 2006, 2007 to 2014? Like, I mean, because let's face it, Ralph just kept getting older and you knew there was no succession plan. Shout out Succession on HBO. We'll be breaking that down for what's Trainwreck watching in the fall. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been through it before and this doesn't feel like it. This feels like a more no. fabricated talking point to get like $150 million, which again – $150 million is money that like you could joke about the yacht all you want. They're trying to buy the yacht. Like it hated if you hated it. I, I don't blame people for hating them for the yacht, but like, you know, if you want a yacht, you're going to try and save 200 mil when you can save 200 mil. Exactly. They're a business family. Terry's a businessman. They're doing what they got to do to get at least some money out of this deal. I agree. I agree. Um, if you look at that, and we're talking about the amount, so you get $1.5 billion. What did the report say? 1.1 for the stadium. Yep. 400 for Key Bank. 400 for Key Bank? 
I mean, my goodness, what what is it going to have? Like a glass elevator in the middle that takes you right to Pearl Street? I was going to say, what are you going to do with 400 million at Key Bank Center? <laughs> 400 million at Key Bank Center sounds like, and, and speaking of Ralph, it sounds like when they had the Ralph Wilson Park and they said they were putting $100 million into the park. I was like, is, is the dog poo going to like pick itself up? It's just unbelievable. But speaking of unbelievable, Al, let's say you woke up hungover on that uh, that Sunday. Got you it. check your account and you got a Zell notification. Zell's for sharps, by the way, on the on the TBZ tournament. Did you see the three point contest yesterday at TBZ? No. So but- so after the three point contest, he went over and there was a screen that said send Zell you like three thirty three thousand. He hit it. That was that was been sick. Hey, you what know- would you? You know I'm a Zell guy. You know I'm of a course. Zell guy. Oh, you've been long and hard a Zell guy. Venmo, PayPal, not for you. Cash app, not for you. No, nope. Zell guy, through and through. Degenerate Zell. This should be your name. But uh, so let's say you get that Zell and it clears to the bank account, scotch free. I know you'd still be worrying. You'd still be throwing your shirt in a corner, all nervous. Uh, what would you? What would be that first purchase with 1.5 billion in the bank? I would definitely continue to probably invest in more Bills futures. Um, <laughs> to try, I mean, come on, one point. I mean, one point five billion—that is such a stupid number to even think about. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm going to invest in futures, but second, I'd probably start investing in properties. Everywhere. Yeah, properties everywhere. I want a home in Southern California, Las Vegas. Overseas, Italy. I don't. I don't care. I don't, I don't even know what I would. Like I said, that, that that kind of money is just insane. But that's where I would go first. I'd go. I, I don't know. Is that private jet money? Like, like yeah. I guess. Yeah. You get, but your own private jet. Like those are kind of expensive to keep, like maintenance of. You'd probably be in like a rideshare plan with one point five bill. I mean, the, the gas and the jet is just stupid. That's right? the thing. Well, that's the thing, though. You share it with a couple other billionaires, like, you know, and then that's your guy's jet. Like, you got four or five in on it. You're good. Yes. Yeah, I got you. Okay. For okay. me? Yep. Let's hear for it. For me? Uh, I mean, it's tough. The first thing you'd buy? I mean, one Probably the Buffalo Sabres. And I'd give them to Dwayne. And just watch everybody's reaction. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, you thought his 15 minutes were up? Welcome to the new owner, Dwayne Seidel. Oh, Let's go. The hate the haters would love that move. They would absolutely love that move. And then Dwayne, Dwayne could have a, a Where's Kim night. Speaking, Hashtag, yeah. Speaking of the Sabres, though, like, yeah. Do the, well, the Pagoulas care? Well, we'll we'll get into that in a second. We'll get into that in a second because after the Zell and we were talking about the TBT this weekend, a lot a lot of blue collar you this weekend, Al. A lot of blue collar you. That goes back to last weekend when I was in Virginia Beach. Yeah, they they've been playing in this tournament for a minute. You had wins over uh, the Nerd Team, the they, Money hey, Team, hey. Zip Them Up. Uh, who else? Category Five. They yeah, were so, running the gauntlet. So yeah, that Saturday it was a six pmer. And that was, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the nurse. And they, that was a very questionable. Remember that start? Oh my God. Thanks for showing up to the TBT. Dude. And that was a sketchy line in a UB minus two and a half against the nerds. And what did they do? They came out with a slow start and I was kind of freaking out. They got it done though. One by four in Elam time. And then game two was that Sunday against Xavier eight and a half point underdogs. I don't know why, looking back, 
How did I not hammer that line with? It was, well, because they had the sketchy start in game one. And you're like, well, if they do that and they can't come back. But you know what I mean? Like, I agree. Eight and a half was so many points. I Even I would apologize to Coach B for not hammering that. Yeah. I mean, eight, eight and a half points. They get it done there. And then what was the next one? That was, that was category five. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, category five or money team? Category five. Then they beat the money team to go to the final four. Yes, yes, yes. So, and the, I mean, that's where these teams are weird. Like you have like legitimate, like universities and alumni and then like the, what the, what's the money team by Floyd Mayweather? Like, yeah, well, you know, he wants to win. If Floyd just sees something, he wants to go undefeated. Yes. Sports and, betting, TBT, yep. Yep. boxing. And you could see last night, I mean, or yesterday's game, um, that two thirty tip off. It was very frustrating. I mean, that game was 46, 44. UB was winning. Yeah. UB was winning that game, but when he had – what was it yesterday? Team 23, they were long. They were big. They, they were athletic. Yeah, and then it was just like, what happened? Ran out of gas, or, or did they notice a weakness and they kind of stepped on? A little bit of both? I mean, UB won too many turnovers, very sloppy play. And two, at one point, UB was like three for 17 from three. I mean, you know how UB is. I'm not going to say they always live and die by the three, but you can't shoot three for 17. And, and you never make excuses. UB has never made excuses. Blue collar U is not going to be a team. Losing Wes Clark was was a virtual death blow. And that's why I stayed away against uh, the money team. I was like, they don't have Wes. I'm not I agree. That, uh, muscling out that win against the money team was sick. The Perkins, that Perkins play, you know, it's like, you like you and I and all of us for Bulls fans, you know, and that's what I've become. Even though I went to Q's, um, yeah. it's like you didn't think that you would get another memory with Massenburg and Perkins and Wes Clark and Deontay Carruthers on the floor. Like that was the thing, and then you got it again. Like this was like this was like one last ride, you know. And but now it seems no. like like it's not the last ride. Year two, year two. Yeah, you know for sure, maniac. That with the performance that they just put on, to go that was to a big court. advertisement for for a potential Buffalo Regional next year, for sure. Yeah, they are. You know for a fact they're coming back. That is a team that's not going away for a long time. It was so fun to see. Even you forgot Blake Hamilton, the guy who hit the winner against Akron in the MAC final. I mean, it was just so much. Lamonte Bearden. I hated to see him leave UB. Got to see him as well. So. That was fantastic. Great run. I don't think anyone thought they were going to the Final Four. And, uh, yeah, like you said, just really fun for UB basketball fans in the area to see again. It was awesome. Very, very cool feeling that we all got to experience, no doubt. And Coach B? You got the Alabama guys. You got Coach yeah. B, you got Adam Bauman coaching and being the GM. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to Coach B. I think, uh, you know, I think, I think Bauman and Coach B had a good uh, game plan. They definitely, yep. you know, dare I, – I think – you know, does does UB want to play Alabama style of just like run and gun and fire as many threes as possible? Because the blue collar U team kind of felt like they were playing a little bit more of the Alabama style. Am I crazy for yesterday. saying that? No, they yeah, needed, yeah, they needed that. Yeah, uh, against that team. I mean, dude, there were possessions yesterday against. Team oh my team. gosh, there were there were. <laughs> I, listen, maniac. I texted this to some Clarence friends. They literally looked like Brad Curtis at Sunset Park walking back on a full court. Yeah, they, didn't, yeah. they, they had no hustle. They didn't care. Yeah. There's a couple passes real quick. Lay up Lamonte Bearden. No yeah, defense. it was tough. It was yeah. tough. So, 
I don't know. That's where I'm kind of at with that. I mean, they, they I, I think they needed to do Alabama style basketball yesterday, and they needed they when you shoot three of eighteen from three, not going to win the game. Yeah, no, for sure. And you look at it like just go go six of eighteen from three, right? Yep. thirty three percent. It's a whole yep. different ball game. Literally, yep. I, I know. I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but that was basically. They were down like 15 right before Elam. And yeah, that would have been a huge difference to be down six, obviously. Again, oh. we're just talking about 33% point, three-point shooting versus like 16. Exactly. That's yeah, what, so not nine, a huge difference. Nine more points, though. It's huge. Yes, Maybe most definitely. Thoughts on Elam ending? Oh, dude, I, I don't have to. You saw my message. I was putting messages in the wrong chats this weekend. It was amazing. I love the Elam ending. I mean, it's the exact... The whether you like the the hitting the basket to win it or not, you don't get all the fouls and all the stoppages and most importantly, all the commercials. Yep. I mean, let's face it, between those NBA finals and playoffs, they couldn't yep. wait for like a, a whistle and you know something to go to a commercial or some shit for YouTube TV. I mean, shout out YouTube, this is on there, but I mean it's like, come on, like the like the the, the end of game watching experience. Yeah, like in college basketball, when you have like a number one team on the road and they're shooting for those, okay, it's like a little bit different. But when you have a Milwaukee Bucks versus, uh, you know, you know, you can even say Brooklyn Nets. It's like and you're down the stretch of a five-point game and it's like Harden's just like lethargically walking to the free throw line again. It's like, who cares? Like, seriously, who cares? So I would say the Elam ending is awesome. Would I say that like you would do it in the NBA? Uh, not yet. But maybe, like, maybe you could tweak it for, like, out-of-conference games or something. Or, like, something like that just to make it exciting. Because I think it is a lot more exciting. Dude, I think it would be fantastic in all all facets of basketball. Yeah. High school, college, WNBA, NBA. I think NBA regular season, if you want to add more excitement to games, that needs to happen. I really do. Why not? I, I, I agree. I think no matter – yeah, like, think of some of the – and especially at the NBA level with how – teams get hot and cold like in like defense offense like you could clearly easily see some crazy like 23 six runs to like end elam like at home like it would be amazing yep and it would force teams to play defense and 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 let's face it a game-winning stop all right sick like you got a block or whatever but a game-winning bucket that's like five times cooler oh my god the west clark first one yeah, the West Clark first one was sick, and the Perkins tapping with with what a crazy scramble it was it was awesome yeah, for that sure. Was awesome. Yeah, no, that was great. Everyone having some nice moments, and someone not having nice moments. Hell, Dwayne, the Pagulas, Kevin Adams most likely, and of course Jack Eichel. So it's Friday night. Every speaking of like, so it's like Sunday morning. You're waking up, but you're trying to nurse that over. Friday night, you're riding high. The work week <laughs> is over, and of course you get the news media dumping and. and Typically, this is like, you know, about C-list celebrities, you know, releasing, you know, information about why their newest streaming products isn't as good. But you get this statement from Jack Eichel's agents. And I guess we should have expected this when Kevin Adams said, you know, that they were dictating the process and stuff like that. They were in control of the process. Um, Which is great, by the way. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the statement. Uh, People I talked to weren't the biggest fans of it. They they liked the idea of what he was saying. They thought the messaging could have been a little better, which is what I I, I kind of agreed with once they said that. But with that said, again, I like the message from from Adam's people. and And I think that this message from the agents was just like pissiness. I think it was absolute pissiness. And the reason it was released at you know, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fridays because they didn't want anybody to see it. Yep. 
Yeah, and, and here's here's what I'm thinking about. Here are my takes on this Eichel situation. One is his trade value right now is really next to nothing. Until he's he, he through his own actions, he's made it as low as it can be. Yes, until he skates again. And he was skating today, but but in a non-contact form in Boston. Did you see that today? No, I didn't. He was skating at a rink with some other NHLers. Non-contact, and and I saw the video. He just did a little, like, you know, limber up the ice, a little flip into the net. But, yeah, he was skating, and people were like, well, how can he be doing this? He doesn't need surgery. Well, they were like, yeah, like, if he takes a hit, he would be, like, done, like, in a second. Um, But, yeah, he was skating today in Boston. So, yeah, he just keeps – he continues to rub it in. He continues to rub it in on me. continues to rub it in on all Sabres. Or, or, the, or the wedding Instagram pictures. The wedding and- Instagram pictures. Here, this is this is all I'm gonna say on it, and I and I'll beat a dead horse, and this will probably be my least liked episode of Trainwreck tonight for people liking what I say because I was defending the quote unquote defending the Pagulas earlier. You can absolutely think that the Pagulas have mismanaged the Sabers, and you can also think that Jack Eichel is being a fucking prick douche. You can absolutely think both things. Yes, but for some reason in the fan base, it feels like if you're picking one side, you're defending the other. No, I mean, like you said, how ugly this Eichel situation has gotten. I mean, the last couple of years, people complaining about his effort on the ice, how he just looks emotionally distraught. I I mean, we've been at games where we can see the way he acts, stuff you can't see on TV when he goes to the bench, when he hits his stick against the boards when he's walking in, head down, things like that. I mean, his his effort's been getting called out. His character's been getting called out. People, quote, unquote, saying – He's gotten the coach fired. You know, he's making decisions like that, like like asking for a new coach. He needs to win wherever he goes, or he is going to be absolutely hammered by the media. Yeah, he's going to be on the hot seat wherever he goes. Now, obviously, if he goes to somewhere with a good support system, I think he can do it. But if he goes to, like, an Anaheim, like, what makes anybody think that, like, he's going to go from, like, what's he going to do different in Anaheim that he wasn't doing in Buffalo? Agree. Could not agree more. And, th- and this is the, ne- the next take I wanted to say about how, you know, first of all, his trade value is nothing right now. The Sabres have tanked. Yeah. They've tanked multiple years over the past, what, decade. Do you think that Eichel and his agents are intentionally tanking his trade value? I know that's, a, like, pretty crazy to think about. But do you almost think, like, he's doing that so – the team that he goes to, that roster doesn't change much. That they don't give away key pieces to like where he goes to. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I mean, I, I, I don't think so. Just because I don't think he's like composed enough to do what you're saying he's doing. Like, I think that was pissiness at his, at his end of year presser when he yeah. was basically like saying he wasn't going to be here, even though he has five years left on his deal, even though he's literally owed fifty million dollars by by the Pagulas. Like he's talking like wherever that might be. Remember the wherever that might be with the episode we did with Melody Martin. It was just an unbelievable show of like, and and again, it's kind of like he almost tried to pull an O'Reilly. It's almost like he's like, oh, this worked for O'Reilly just to be like super pissy at the end of your presser. Like maybe it'll work for me, but it clearly hasn't said he's, you know, going on little sideshows in New England talking about, oh, it'd be real nice to play for the Bruins one day. 
and and all this stuff. And again, if you want to defend Eichel and you want to say that Pagula suck, it's totally fine. But just don't act like this guy's not being a douche throughout this whole process. And that's exactly what has tanked the value. It goes back to what you said at the start of this conversation to this topic. His trade value has never been lower. Never. 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 And like he thinks that like he's controlling the situation and he's going to get himself to go somewhere. Sorry, buddy. We don't get Kevin Adams, the Pagulas, they don't give a shit. If this is like if, when you have like $5,000 at the casino. Yep. Like let's say, let's say you bring $100 to the casino. You hit the slot machine, $5,000. You won, you got Eichel. You know, you went from $100 to $5,000. Yep. Now you keep losing. You're at $3,000. Now Eichel's being pissy. You're down to $2,000. Are you going to yep. stop right now? Are the Sabres going to stop right now? Because you know the answer, Al, and I know the answer, and that's that they're not going to stop. It's going to be like this train. They would rather him never play again. It it almost feels like it this way. Now, now, with that said, Al, that's what the Sabres have to convince the trade market that they will do almost to get this value back. They absolutely have to convince this trade market that they will never let Jack Eichel play again. They will fight him in court. Yep. Just, and this sounds outlandish, but this is exactly what they have to do. Yes. I bro, I I love it. I yeah. they, because like everyone like was saying about Kevin Adams, he's a weak GM, he's gonna get robbed, blah blah blah. Pushover, game Push away, over. Adam yeah, Hall you know or Taylor did, Hall. Did he F up a little bit with Reinhardt? Yes. We know that. Did he have yeah. a big win though with Risto? Yes. But I am so glad that through the draft, through the past couple weeks, he has stood his ground. And Eichel is still a saber. Say what you want. He has stood his ground. Yes. Previously on 24. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I'm a Kevin with a Y guy. I'm not, he hasn't done anything that's not going to be Kevin with a Y. And yeah, it's exactly when he came out Thursday and said they were in control of the situation. I love that statement because there were so many people yep. on the, on the bird.com, on the book of the face. And on the gram of the Insta that we're just saying, like, oh, Eichel's people are controlling it. They're going to get the deal yeah. done. Anaheim, New York. No, we're not going to ship him off to New York for freaking hot dogs. No, we're not going to ship him off to Anaheim for seafood. We're just going to hold him. Yep. And real quick, what is the deal with Eichel, though, and the neck and the surgery? Like, is he not playing till he gets surgery? Like, what's that update? What's the latest? It, it, from, what, from what they said in their statement, it's that he wants to get the, the disc surgery. And, again, there are multiple disc surgeries, and he's doing, like, the replacement one, like, you know, like, which the team isn't allowing. Again, there are details. Like, like there are ways you can frame it where, like, the Sabres aren't letting Jack Eichel, like, heal. Like, you know, you can say, like, stuff like that. But in the same thing, the Sabres also aren't, letting Jack Eichel get an experimental surgery for, you know, that's never been done for an NHL or with five years on his deal at 10 year, 10 million per. Yep. So there's all kinds of ways you can, you can frame it either way you want. The ones that are outside that are only seeing the Sabres as an absolute dumpster fire. They only see the little bit of it. I think we have the benefit of kind of being on the inside a little bit and seeing the bigger picture. You At the end of the day, you're just happy you cut your hair. Yes. They are seem anywhere closer to the playoffs. They are guaranteed bottom three next year. I mean, right? Ooh, All right. I, I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. <gasps> Clip it. Okay. Just like your hair. I'll, yeah. I'll say it right now. Guaranteed bottom three team in the NHL next year. Unbelievable. Okay. I mean, it's not a, like that's what that's been like for the last six years. Yeah. I don't think it's that hot. 
Yeah, that take is cold as hell. And I'll tell you what's cold as hell is my heart after oh, reading no. that Coach Felicia Leggett Jack could be on her way. He's nothing confirmed. FLG. FL, yeah, your 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 FLG could, could be our way, but no. Uh, the, the 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 here's the bottom line: the the Q's women's head coaching spot opened up. Q's has a huge budget. Coach Jack graduated from Q's uh, as the as the all time leading scorer, as the all time leading rebounder. Once she graduated there, she's in the Syracuse. She's in three separate Syracuse Hall of Fames. Um, they, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not even making this up. Like it sounds crazy to say, but they absolutely need a PR hire right now. And they're not afraid to spend a little bit of extra money in the thing. So it's not like you want to assume it's going to happen. And like, I hope it doesn't obviously because UB and UB athletics has been absolutely fortunate to feed off of the energy that coach Jack gives. She, she brings up all the programs. She champions men's basketball champions, Football, women's basketball, track, yeah. tennis, wrestling, all of them. She's yeah. constantly on there. Um, would hate to lose her. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like you got to read the tea leaves, obviously. I mean, dude, exactly. All the things you just said. Nate Oates going to Alabama. There was that was no- random as hell. Exactly. There's nothing there that I would ever thought he was going to the SEC or Alabama. Never. Obviously, money, though. I mean, that's clearly the number one factor. But, yeah. Coach Jack, the Syracuse Maniac, I know your relationship with her and the squad and the team, and, you know, we're really sick and tired of saying that UB is this consistent stepping stone, but, yeah, it's going to be a, a sad day for, like you said, UB athletics in general. This is more than just the women's basketball team. This is UB athletics as a whole and what she brought to the table and the passion and the energy and yeah, it's gonna be uh, you know a sad day when, like you said, it looks like the inevitable is gonna happen. We got our fingers crossed. Hopefully, it won't. Shoutouts and sign off. Trainwreck two ten. Huge shout out to our sponsor, Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. I saw people tailgating all over at this Bills practice this past. Hey, I couldn't believe it. Saturday morning. I mean, I, I get it. Bills games are on Sunday morning, so it's not like something crazy. If you drink, get a. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, as uh, Aubrey Graham once said. But with that said, I couldn't believe how many people were drinking. They likely got their case from the place to do it, and Wait, that is out of the liquor. What you saw tailgating? 8 a.m.? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like full, like, oh, okay. you know, not full people throwing footballs like 40 yards and stuff like that, but there were multiple groups of two to four people by their car drinking and, like, eating food. I mean, I... That first, okay, yeah. that, is that unbelievable? That, that first game, Bill Steelers, is going to just be out of control. Ha, over under Thursday night for people filling the RV lot. Earlier. Yeah. I, I mean, that that steel, shout out to that Steelers fan that I met in Virginia Beach. I couldn't believe that. 8 a.m., the Steelers were, were, were claiming their territory. Terrible towels. Oh, I looked straight out. I saw the, uh, the three or four Steelers tents. To the left, there was a Redskin. To the other left, there were football team. To the other left, there was a Patriots tent. I did not see – not a lot of Bills. I was rocking Bills multiple times in Virginia Beach. I only got one Let's Go Buffalo back. I was kind of disappointed. That is a little disappointing. What, you are there for five days? Four. Four days? Okay. Okay, I mean, that, that's not though? terrible. That's not terrible. Uh, I don't know. Did you? How many, how many did you see and give out? None. Okay, well, there you go. But 
All right. All right. You know, Bills, Buffalo people, when they're anywhere else, they're wearing Bills stuff. So it's like. True. True. You weren't missing anything. You were, and you won't be missing anything there at home as long as you're following to Trainwreck Sports, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. Follow the TikTok. We might have some interns coming in for fall 2021, and they are going to be grinding on the TikTok. I'm going to become a dancer. Al's going to become a dancer. Whatever we're going to do to grow on TikTok, everything is going to happen. It's all going to happen here at Trainwreck Putt-putt invitational, Al? Are you kidding me? Could be, what, four weeks away? Labor Day weekend? Oh, my gosh. I will be laboring that weekend if we have that. Maniac, my final question for you. You know what I've I've been doing with the Bills Super Bowl? Yeah, everyone has been seeing it. Al's new future is the Bills Super Bowl. Who do I put in work with on the NFC side? Who? I'm not doing the Bucs. Take the Bucs out of the equation. Packers. Okay. They're in the same spot as the Bills in the in the odds almost. And dude, I, I love that you said that because the storyline's all there. His yeah. Last, oh his my gosh, team. last ride. Last, yep. This <laughs> is last dance. ESPN's gonna have last dance in 2037. Can you imagine it opening up with that Rogers press conference? Yeah, I think I got to do Packers at 12 to one. I agree. I'm still waiting on that uh, on that Amazon documentary for the for the Maple Leafs. When's that coming out? Remember how they did an Amazon crew following them, like for the playoffs? Yeah, it's never coming out. They always choke. Probably, but the, yeah. the, the the production crew probably choked. <laughs> Make sure you're following along. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, folks. I know it sounds like we're doing it, but this is almost like our new year because we have the Bills, we have the Bulls, we have the Savers, we have football gambling. We got MLB heading into the postseason. We got NBA and NHL firing up in a matter of eight weeks. It's it's all starting out. It's a great point. Our calendar, Trainwreck Sports calendar. It, new year, year is like right now. Well, August 1st. I agree. Yes. I yeah. agree. It's kind of unbelievable. So super fired up. Thank you for vi- following along. Al, thank you for having me on Trainwreck tonight. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. But yeah, everybody, like you said, thanks for joining us. I mean, this is arguably, yeah, our biggest Q1 all time in train wreck sports history. So thanks for tuning in. Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Good night now. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your-